The number one eight seven seven eight silver online guildhallwealth.com. I want to tell you right off the hop, Jeremy, as you just reminded me, uh, when purchasing through the e-store, every time you purchase a gold maple through Guildhall, you receive a silver maple as well. I want to talk a lot about the e-store and uh, the purchasing and that stuff as we get on early here. How are you, pal? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. And I'm excellent. I'm Good. excellent. Good. So a um, lot on the table this week. Mm-hmm. I want to get started before we start with, before we get into the price action in precious metals, let's first talk about the Fed hike a little bit and uh, why why we'd want to talk about that in the first place because I think it's a whole load of BS. But um, essentially, it, the you know news reports came out that the Fed, um, if you can figure out what Janet Yellen's jargon is all about, you'll find out that uh, everyone else is pricing in a Fed rate hike come uh, in the next few weeks through the next Fed meeting. April the 15th, uh, March the 15th. March the 15th. So what does that mean for us? Well, one, we often see the price of metals in the most recent past dip into these type of meetings, dip into these type of uh, speculative rate hikes, uh, dip into major weekends, things like this. Um, We want to get into the reasons why we see gold dips happen on these occasions. But let's talk about the Fed rate rate hike a little bit more. Why hike in the first place? Mm. You know, um, is it because the stock market is trading at all-time highs? It's just it's just uh, celebrated its ninth year anniversary of a bull market, and it's already reached all-time highs. Is it supposed to go on for the next fifteen years? Uh, these things tend to have limits, as we had as our theme last week. And so, how much longer is the stock market going to continue to go up? So you have to think about it in that perspective. Maybe it's a good time for them. Maybe they think, okay, things are looking good right now. So at least in the stock market, which is completely disconnected from reality. So let's raise the rates because when things, when when the fit hits the shan, we're going to get to lower them again later. Well, or could it be the GDP expectation? You know, uh, Peter Schiff reported uh, earlier this week that the Atlanta Fed had actually been revising the GDP from 3.4 down to 1.3. So the Fed themselves don't expect GDP to be growing for the rest of the year. Now, if you look at the other parts of the economy, and I know, Paul, you want to jump in on this, you've got Walmart cutting prices, uh, squeezing vendors. This is something that, um, you know, the the gold, the gold and silver blogosphere, Andrew Hoffman, has been writing about a couple weeks ago. The consumer debt... trillion in in the United States, up from 2.5 trillion pre 2008. So, what's going on? Is the consumer really that much more prepared to handle rate increases at this point? Now, let's talk about the past on the rate hikes, and then I'll let Paul jump in with some more information on the economy itself. People tend to think that a, a rate hike is bad for gold and silver. But we watched through the early 2000s or the mid-2000s when Greenspan would raise the rate every single time the Fed met. And on the day of, sometimes the price would go up, sometimes the price would go down. But overall, the price went up. Because ultimately, if you're raising interest rates, you're admitting that there's inflation. And if there's inflation, then you have to protect against that and you do that by going into quality assets. Now, Greenspan recently, by the way, has come out. He's celebrating his 91st birthday uh, mm-hmm. at some point uh, very soon. 
And he's endorsing the gold standards. He said that we wouldn't be in the mess we're currently in in the economy if we'd had a gold standard because the problem with central banks is that you need so much discipline to control the interest rates and to control inflation and pretend like it acts like a car or a plane, a little tweak here and a little tweak there and we can control things. But at the end of the day, they don't have the discipline. They keep lowering rates. You know, we've watched it in, in this market in Canada. You keep lowering rates and everyone. the only market that is is benefiting from that is real estate, nothing else. So you think, oh, okay, well, I'm paying less on my mortgage. Yeah, but your mortgage is twice the size. (laughs) You know, housing prices aren't 600,000, they're 1.2. So does it really matter if the interest rate is low if you're paying the same amount anyway because you've just borrowed more anyway? So you you get distortions in the economy in that sense. And also you can do your research. I encourage you to do your research. The more interest rates go low, the more the GDP stops because there's no economic impetus. People put their money in the bank to get compound interest over a period of years to make money. We can't do that anymore. You have to, we're looking more for protection. And this is where gold and silver play a big role. So isn't it interesting that Greenspan comes out and says, nope, I think that gold is, is a great way to uh, protect against the insidious nature of inflation and that you know, while he was raising rates, the price of gold was rising. So the other thing, like I said, inflation, admission, I think that the markets in precious metals, which we have seen come down recently, is more of a preemptive strike against the rise in, in against the rise of that rate to stop gold and silver from rising even further. And this is the sort of psyop we've seen in the market over and over and over again. Don't own gold. Don't own silver. Keep your money in the bank where we can keep using it for our nefarious purposes. And as long as you have your cash in the bank, then we can use we can use the nominal uh, interest rate, even though that's not the real in, uh, inflation rate, I should say, rather, and we can keep stealing your money. Once you take gold and silver out of the bank, that's it. It's like putting cash under the bed. There's no counterparty risk. You're out of the banking system. No one can take that product from you. And of course, over the last 10, 15, 16 years, gold and silver have done incredibly well. one 877 silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Paul, what see you? Yeah, while uh, actually we're recording the, the show on Thursday, you know, silver's trading just over $17 an ounce U.S. Gold is around about $1,204 U.S. The interesting thing this morning, uh, the jobless claims came out. And jobless claims in the U.S. went up 20,000 claims. This brings the total to 2.7 million people that are claiming unemployment. Now, you're only allowed to be on it there. You know, I don't think, think it's 52 weeks, whatever, in the States. So there's a lot of people that are off the, off the uh, initial benefit, and now they're on welfare. Though that doesn't show up in any figures. Um, ADP came out yesterday or the day before. Um, they are the people that do payroll, and they claim that there's going, there's 298 new 298,000 new jobs this month were created. The interesting thing is they don't tell you or show you about the layoffs or closings. Now I got some really interesting information. Scary information. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, there's about 13 top retailers in the U.S. They're closing. Approximately 1,500 stores. Just a few names. Uh, J.C. Penney, 130 to 140 stores being closed. Uh, Macy's, 68 stores. 
Sears Kmart, 150 stores. H.A. Gregg Electronics, they announced they were closing stores. They actually filed for bankruptcy oh. yesterday. Abercrombie & Fitch, uh, well-known. Kids love mm-hmm. to buy that type of attire. 60 stores, stores closing. Limited, another in every mall you go yeah. in the U.S. and in Canada, there's a limited 250 stores Jeez. closing. CVS drugstores. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows CVS in the States, very popular. 70 stores closing. Announcement, further closings, which they haven't announced what they're going to close. American Eagle, Men's Warehouse. They do all the, you know, the suits, buy one suit, get three for nothing. Uh, And Children's Place. Anybody who's got kids knows Children's Place. Oh, yeah, big time, I do. They're going to be closing. They've all announced closings. Um, Now, Morningstar reported... 200 malls in the U.S. Are, and the reason I'm, I'm talking about U.S. because it's going to affect us in Canada. Because yeah. what happens is, you know, they sneeze, they sneeze in, we get in sick. the States, yeah. we get sick here. 200 malls are at risk when Sears continue to close stores. So when you've got at the end of the mall a huge box store, who's going to take that over at the rent? And that's the drawing point of, of a mall where there's a big box store like that are all these people that work and are being laid off, are they all going to become internet engineers? If you've been yeah. selling shoes for 20 years, all of a sudden you're going to be a programmer? You know, obviously Amazon and some of the internet companies have hurt the retail, but the shopper still likes to go to a mall. You know, there's still people still like that's, service. That's if there's a consumer. Well, it tells you that, the you know, they can say whatever they like. The consumers are really not spending. They're sitting on their hands. They're sitting on their cash. If we look at the stock market and we look at Trump and look at what I've done since I've been elected, the market's gone up, but the only people that have done very well are the people on Wall Street. You know, every time they try to boost the stock market, they wheel out Buffett. You know, on Monday of this week, you know, they wheeled him out. And he said, I've got 133 million shares of Apple. I talk to people every day and I say, how many shares of Apple or Amazon do you own at 700 or 130? <laughs> oh, they don't. You know, they're buying stocks, mining stocks, penny stocks, you know, buying 10 stocks, hoping to hit, you know, uh, with something and get something that's going to, you know, pay lottery five, tickets. Six, a lottery ticket. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, nobody owns stocks for $700 because how many are you going to buy? If you had even Buffett shares, they're at a ridiculous, you know, price. The average person can't afford it. So the people, the hedge funds, they own it. So you're making you're making a good point, Paul, because silver trading at $17 an ounce U.S. is incredibly cheap, even by standards of, of the early 80s. I mean, even at $50, silver is extremely cheap. I mean, there's so many uh, stocks that are trading well above that. And if you look at the supply-demand, for instance, on on silver, and you say, okay, there's a billion ounces above ground... Well, this is what I want to get into. You start to say, wait a minute, how can it it still be trading at this price? If the economy is so great in the States, silver is used in everything. Now, I was doing a little bit of research. In a Tomahawk missile which the U.S. seem to have quite a few of those and use on a regular basis. Maybe North Korea. Um, on that missile, there is 15 kilos of gold. That's just under 500 ounces, sorry, of silver. 500 ounces of silver in every Tomahawk missile. Never mind the drones that they have. It's in the wiring and it's in every part of it. Can I, can I just say we sell kilo bars of, of silver? Okay. 
How much would that be? <laughs> so worth? you could buy fifteen kilos of, of silver well, with gold. But that's one thing. Then I'm doing a little bit more research, and I'm looking in automobiles. Thirty-six million ounces of silver is used annually in automobiles, and that is not recycled. It's in the paint job. It's in the electrical. Right. It's in everything. So then we start looking at solar. Then we like start looking at flat screen TVs. Silver is used virtually in everything today, uh, cell phones. So if the economy is doing so great, which it's supposed to be doing, why is silver being hit up down to $17 and gold at just over $1,200? It doesn't make sense. This is like a cold spring waiting just to explode. In my opinion, I've been buying gold and silver. If, as soon as it comes off in price, to me, it's gone on sale. There is absolutely nothing has changed in the world for me to for silver to be seventeen dollars. In two thousand eleven, silver hit forty nine dollars. Gold was nineteen hundred dollars. So there's only upside for me, not downside. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com. Check out the e store to start buying and investing today. Yeah, Jeremy. You know, speaking of solar power, um, there was a, a quick interview with Jeff Christensen uh, from the CME who has been known to be um, anti-silver, even though he works at the Commodities Exchange. And he was saying that he expects the price of silver to be much higher and boost and significantly higher after, as, after the third quarter. So he's saying, yep, it's gonna, we expect it to trade upwards of $20 an ounce over the next um, six months. And after that, it could be significantly higher from there. Now, he did point out that he was saying, well, you know, Trump wants to take away solar power subsidies. So that could be playing a little bit on the price. I call BS on that because the price movements in this market um, really have nothing to do with what's going on in the industry because if that was the case, the price would be much, much higher. Savvy investors need to understand that to to appreciate how undervalued it is and say, that is where I want to be. I'm willing to be a month early or a year early in order to capitalize on what's going to happen to the precious metals going forward. So we'll talk more about where the precious metals are why they've come off a little bit, how are they doing so far this year, given the the recent pullback this week in precious metals, what else is at play, and what can we take away from that to say, okay, where is this price going in the future? And then we also have a couple of really nice colored diamonds that we've brought in that we want to discuss a little bit too. So, you know, to buy gold and silver, it's really easy at Guildhall. Go to our website, top right-hand corner. You can click onto our e-store. You can buy silver, whether it's maple leaves, whether it's one-ounce bars, 10-ounce bars, kilo bars, 100-ounce bars. The same thing with gold. You can buy from a quarter, half, one-ounce gold maples, one-ounce gold bars, RCM, Royal Canadian Mint bars, 10-ounce and kilo bars. And we're also, if you want 100-ounce bars of gold, we can provide that mm -hmm. to you as well. That's to buy it if you want to take it home, or even if the next step is that if you want to put it somewhere secure, you can put it into the depository that we work with, where the product is segregated, allocated, you get the bar numbers. Uh, it's a great way to own precious metals. And we also offer registered retirement plans, whether it's an RSP, a TFSA, a Lira, any type of registered plan, you can put gold and silver in it. And we partner with Questrade on this. And we're very excited, um, you know, with our, um, what we've been doing in gold and silver through uh, any type of uh, pension plans. 
We're also introducing, and we'll talk about that in the next segment, how you can get into gold and silver by using margin on your account. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number. A reminder, purchasing through the e-store, you purchase a gold maple, you receive a silver maple courtesy of Guildhall. It's guildhallwealth.com online. Again, one eight seven seven eight silver Get the investor kit, the precious metal advisor. And we'll take a short break and back with more of The Real Money Show coming up. Talk radio, AM 640. one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com, the precious metal advisor, the investor kit. Grab it all. See how you can begin investing uh, right from the comfort of your, home, uh, your own home on the e-store. And a reminder, purchasing a gold maple We'll receive a silver maple from uh, from Guildhall here as well. You can also use your registered accounts. We'll expand on that in uh, just a little bit, Jeremy. Yeah, you know, the e-store is a great way for anyone who wants to get involved in the market who's never invested in precious metals. Uh, we see a lot of people who are doing it monthly. They want to buy a little bit of precious metals on a, on a regular basis right. instead of putting it into the bank account. We were talking last segment about the fact that there's no interest. There's no compound interest to be had. You can get compound interest in a natural fancy color diamond, but we'll talk about that in a few moments. But with the with the guildhallpreciousmetals.com, you go online, you choose the product that you'd like, and we package it for you. You you can have it shipped direct to you. You can pick it up by appointment at our offices. We're more than happy to assist you in terms of what products do we meant to is, is best for you sure. at the time. You know, Paul was mentioning all of the different products that we have on the site. It's, it's uh, quite extensive, but the maples are a great place to start because it's uh, considered tender, legal tender. Um, doesn't mean you can go buy gas with it, but it just means that um, you're paying a little bit more of a premium for that product. It's a fantastic product. It comes with the DNA which is from the Royal Canadian Mint. It means each coin, this is the two seven, uh, 2017 coins, um, they're registered with an imprint to the Royal Canadian Mint. Same thing on the silver maples. So it's a great product. Canadians want to have that product. And the promotion of, of buying one gold maple and getting the, the silver maple free is, is fantastic. People have been taking advantage of it. And this is only exclusively through the e-store. So you right. have to log on to the e-store and register. Now, some people are, are asking us a lot about how to pay, how to pay. Right. How to pay. So yeah. um, especially with credit card. Well, we don't accept credit card directly. We do accept PayPal. So much easier. So if you don't have a PayPal account, get go, out, one. go and yeah. get one because you're going to find out how much you're you're yeah. going to end up using it rather than plugging in your credit card information every time you go to these different websites to buy stuff. So that's a great way to to do the purchase. Uh, we do accept cash up to $10,000 in office. And again, that's by appointment. So call us ahead. We make sure that we have the product available. We make sure we have it all ready for you. You're not sitting there waiting for us to, to do an invoice, et cetera. Um, we can also do a certified check and wire transfer if you're over a certain amount. So those are the ways to do it. Again, you can contact us directly. We're more than happy to walk you through. But Get some physical in your hand. Give it for the kids. Give it for yourself. Give it for your family. Understand what holding actual physical precious metal as a quality hard asset is. And what we notice is that as people start to hold the real thing, there is, there's no exception. Mm-hmm. You know, If you can't hold it, you don't own it. That's how people get involved in the market and say, okay, now it's easy. I want to own more and more and more. Yeah, I mean, at Guildhall, we don't sell equities. We're not in the, we don't sell stocks. We don't sell certificates or ETFs. Uh, we don't sell futures or options on futures. It's the physical product. Whether you want to buy gold, silver, 
platinum and palladium, which are another two metals that we like. Um, but most people understand gold and silver. The prices are published daily. Um, you know, on every radio, even on this radio station, uh, Lou Skeezus every morning gives yep. you the price of gold and silver. Um, but he also gives um, the prices on the futures market, not the fabricated product. We sell the fabricated product. Obviously, it costs more to produce one ounce of silver than it does to produce a 10-ounce bar of silver or a 100-ounce bar of silver. So there is a little bit of a premium involved, but that is the premium to fabricate gold and silver. Um, as Jeremy said, to own it, to take it home, we don't encourage people to take a lot of product and store it at home. You know, there is home invasions. There is a lot of uh, needy people out there. And um, we we recommend that you put it in the depository. If you have a safe deposit box, it's great. But if you're buying silver, you know, 1,000 ounces of silver weighs 70 pounds. You know, so if you buy 5,000 ounces of silver, that's going to fill up a safe. You know, most of the safety deposit boxes are an inch and a half by maybe 24 inches. Hard to put anything in there except, you know, maybe two bars. Um, so it's a good idea to use the depository. And, you know, we're also talking about we're now offering to our clients as well with Questrade, the same people that we work with with our registered plans, whether it's an RSP or a TFSA or any other type of registered plan, we're offering margin accounts. So that you can buy metal, for example, instead of buying 1,000 ounces of silver, you can now buy 2,500 ounces of silver. Minimum amount to put into the account is 1,000 ounces. So if you were going to buy basically 400 ounces, you know, cash, you can now buy 1,000 ounces and use the margin, that leverage, in this market to make more money. One eight seven seven eight silver is that number. Again, the e-store. Get yourself a PayPal account and start doing it that way, Jeremy. So with this particular vehicle, what we've done is what we always do at Guildhall is we um, constructed a way for clients to own physical, allocated, segregated product in their name that they can then finance. So we do that through Questrade. Um, the margin account would be open through them. And then Guildhall would assist you to allocate the mm -hmm. physical product and segregate the physical product. And what's really interesting is clients can actually even use um, collateral from their stocks and their TFSA in order to do that. So this is just a great way for people who want to take advantage of the market. When they see some momentum in the market, they say, I want to get uh, some more bang for my buck with my, with my silver holdings. So Feel free to contact us at Guildhall Wealth, and we're more than happy to show you the different types of ways you can get involved in this market. Well, and it's not for everybody, you know, margin account. I mean, you, you're putting up basically 40% of the acquisition. Um, as Jeremy said, you can use your TFSA. You've got $50,000 in your TFSA, and you want to use $20,000 of that to buy $50,000 worth of metal. And you can afford to do that, and there is a little bit of risk involved. But there is, as I said earlier in the previous segment, I think there's more upside than downside right now. Um, it's a great way to capture profit. So, for example, if you, instead of having 1,000 ounces, you've got 2,500 ounces and silver moves up $4, you've made $10,000. It's as simple as that. And that's U.S. dollars, not Canadian dollars, mm. which is around about $13,500 today. So <laughs> it's a great way if in your TFSA or your RSP that you want to use that as collateral for the metal, Questrade will assist you in that and we will help you buy the product. As Jeremy said, it's segregated, allocated. You get bar numbers. Um, you can even visit your product. 
So that's what we're offering, and we're excited about it um, because, again, we haven't been doing financing for you know maybe four or five years, yeah. and uh, it took us a while to put this together, and we're very, very proud of what we've done. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom the e-store. Check it out. Where are we with metals, by the way? So it's uh, it's been an interesting ride with precious metals. Let's let's look at uh, at silver, for instance. Year over year, this time last year, silver was trading a little over fifteen dollars. Uh, this is U.S. dollars, and uh, we actually climbed to a high of just shy of twenty-one dollars an ounce in August. Now we we started to come down, and we reached a low in January, which was around sixteen dollars. So again, about a dollar over where we were a year ago today. And then since that low that we hit just prior to January, we've been climbing ever since, up until um, probably a little bit before the beginning of this month, and we've started to see a little bit of a pullback. So where are we? Well, we started the year off a little bit below $16, and we're currently trading a little over 17 So in actual fact, so far so good. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're not looking at the day-to-day aspect of this market and you treat this as I'm holding this this metal for fundamental reasons, not for the day-to-day action in this market, especially in the physical market. Paul, you talked about the fabrication, the cost of fabrication, the cost to acquire physical bullion means that it's not a market that you necessarily day trade. And so it's important to keep your eye on the seasons and the years and not the weather on the particular day. Now, it is interesting what's happening, though, in the market in terms of these pullbacks because we see these massive amounts of paper, not physical, but paper inventory crushing the market, and they sort of start a slide. And we we didn't actually – we saw that the spec longs were winning this game uh, over a week ago, and all of a sudden – and we were moving up rapidly and all of a sudden it changed course but what we have noticed very different this time around is it seems that the long specs uh, the hedge funds are not not giving in they're covering their positions and holding which is very very different what often happens is as the market goes down you see open interest in the market collapse that isn't the case this time around we're seeing that the long specs are holding in they're digging in their heels, and and it's as if they expect that this is is a, a blip in time, and the market's going to continue upward from here. So we like seeing that strength in the market at this point in time. But it's the physical market that's going to break everything everything loose. I mentioned Jeff Christensen; he was the one who said that the leverage on the CME was a hundred to one, meaning a hundred pieces of paper for one ounce of gold. Well, you know, the speculation out there is that it's Begun, it's become much, much bigger than that. So holding physical is is very, very important. I was talking to a client and we were discussing this as an analogy of if you were a butcher and you were selling steaks for $20 and you decided to lower the cost to $15, what would the average buyer do? Would they buy one steak or would they buy two? Buy two. They'd buy more. Of course they would. Well, what happens if someone else comes in and tries to hammer it down to 10 Well, eventually the butcher runs out of steaks and he says, I've got it on sale for $2, but you don't have any. IOUs. Right. So there's a, there's a, like we said last week, there's a limit. What we saw in 2008 was spectacular. The price of silver was pushed down to $8.15 or something. But the, the wholesalers were saying, uh-uh-uh, we're selling it for $12. 
And if you went to eBay, which was sort of, that was the online world at the time, it was not $16. So there is a limit to what the paper price can do. If you're a butcher and you don't have any steaks to sell and you're selling it for $5 a, $5 a steak, it doesn't matter if you don't have it. If it all goes into the hands of the people who do, now all of a sudden you get a situation where they say, no bid. Mm. Why would I sell? Anyone who's been purchasing precious metals over the last three years is not looking to sell on this market. We only see accumulators in that sense. So when the market does start to move upwards, and this is what the powers that be are so scared about, they know if they let this go, they're not going to be able to stop it. So they do everything they can, whether it's psychological, whether it's pushing the the market down a whole dollar, okay, a whole dollar. Well, this last week, Jeremy, uh, last Thursday... um, one of the banks um, sold off 40,000 gold contracts, which was equivalent to 4 million ounces of gold, which also affected the silver market. It dropped silver a dollar in one foul swoop. Who sells and dumps everything right at one price? You you ladder it in because you want to keep your price up. You don't just dump it. They wanted it to go down because they know they can buy it back. You know, the left hand is shaking the right hand here, and it's all the same firm. Uh, You know, we know sometimes it's manipulated. But if you own physical, no one can take it away from you. Paper is paper. Physical is one way to own it. You may drop in price, but you haven't lost your metal. You still have your metal. And I'm seeing, you know, right now, even if silver's trading just over $17, you know, on next Wednesday when they decide whether they're going to put interest rates up or down, if they don't put interest rates up, you're going to see gold and silver automatically jump, automatically. And, you know, it's a coin toss whether they do. They keep getting data. And is the data true? Is it false? I mean, you know, even Trump, all of a sudden, I mean, I watched something yesterday on CNN. He said, oh, I've become a politician. He's gone from a businessman. Man, he's actually said, I'm a politician. You've still got to deal with Congress. You've still got to deal with the Senate. You can make all the promises in the world. Mm-hmm. Talk is cheap. Money buys houses and action speaks louder than words. And I maintain that. They can say whatever they want. They can say we're going to lower taxes. You know, even in the trade, they're talking about NAFTA. Well, we'll look at it now at the end of the year. It was supposed to be an immediate thing. We're going to come in and we're going to smash Mexico down and we're going to smash Canada down and everything else. It's not going to happen that quickly. And again, if you look at the stock market, what goes up comes down. There is always some type of retracement. We've had the retracement in gold and silver. They can't smash it down any more than they have smashed it down. There's only upside. Yeah, because people, because what happens is people want the physical then. They say, okay, well now deliver it to me. I'll take that delivery. I don't want cash. I want delivery. And that's where the, there, there ceases to be a, a, a cascade in the market because the people that are pushing the market down have to come up with the product. So if you don't have the product, you can't keep pushing. So it's like the butcher. If you don't have the steaks, you can't charge $5. you got to have it. So uh, we've run into that sometimes in, in metals as well. P- company comes out says, yeah, i got a really, really low price, but they don't have the product. So, you know, we're happy to price match. It's just a case of we want to make sure that we're comparing apples to apples. Right. Is the product fully available? You can go pick it up right now. No ifs, ands, or buts, no bait or switch. Give me my product. Put it in my hand. So, you know, what we're seeing overall... 
from from our our desks is that there is a flight to quality that people are looking at the stock market and looking at all the the data that they're coming across and they're not really buying it because everyone lives in the people that we see live in the real world they're dealing with with uh, stealth inflation they see their health insurance is rising and their gas prices are rising even if the price of oil is going down and their food prices are rising and their entertainment costs are rising and their energy costs are still going up whether or not that you know there's a little bit of hydro one relief it's still all rising and so you realize well i know what's happening in my life and i know i've got to protect myself somehow precious metals isn't a short-term gain it's not a stock. You don't treat it like a stock. You treat it like, like a physical entity that but you're going to store. It's an insurance policy. It's an insurance policy, mm-hmm. and you have to have it uh, to get what I like to say your inflation rebate. And so we're very keen on people holding it for the long term. And if that means you have to take it home because you don't want to pay storage, fine. But you are taking a risk, but that's okay. Better to have the product than not have the product because for thousands of years, it's been real money. And while the rest of the world want is starting to have these discussions about gold standards, the fact is there's been a de facto gold standard all along. When Nixon lifted the gold standard, gold traded at $35 an ounce. It's now trading at $1,200 an ounce. It's a de facto It's a de facto. Uh, uh, backing of the mm-hmm. dollar. If people think the dollars are going down, their cur- their current currency, then they want to hedge, and that's where precious metals come into play. So, if you want to learn more, get the precious metal advisor. We put out a weekly newsletter. We put in a few articles. We'll put in a feature of the week, like the diamond. We're going to talk about uh, coming up in a few moments, yep. and you can start to learn about what what we're seeing in the market and why people are flooding into the market at, at the same time. One eight seven seven eight silver is that number. Guildhallwealth.com. As Jeremy mentioned, pick up the Precious Metal Advisor, sign up for it. And when you purchase through the e-store a gold maple, you will receive a silver maple courtesy of Guildhall. More Real Money Show coming right up. It's Talk Radio AM 640. 1-877-8-SILVER is the number. Guildhallwealth.com. The Precious, uh, precious Metal Advisor, the PMA, sign up for it as soon as you can. And when purchasing through the e-store, which is an excellent way to get started when you purchase a gold maple, you will receive a silver maple courtesy of Guildhall Pay. PayPal account. Don't have one? Get one. Easiest way to buy uh, not only precious metals, but most things in your life as well. We're going to talk about diamonds, a couple of great diamonds you have here in just a bit, but some other stuff to cover first, uh, Jeremy. Well, why didn't, let me just interrupt that. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had lots of requests uh, for newsmatics. Um, we're bringing um, within the next 30 to 60 days a collection of ex- rare U.S. gold coins. Um, you know, Canadians love to collect coins. But in commemorative coins that come out of the mint, you know, if a co- if a coin is selling for forty dollars, trust me, a Superman or a Batman coin is not going to really go up in value. But when you buy a Liberty, uh, U.S. Liberty, a twenty-dollar gold coin, um, which is extremely rare in mint condition, this is something that will c- increase in value. Doesn't matter the fluctuation of gold; it will still increase because of the rarity, and that's what we're going to be bringing to our clients, um, as well as some really other interesting things, which we'll talk about at a later stage. But the rare coins is something that I love, and I think it's going to be a, a great um, thing that we're going to add to our website. Thing of quality, right? Basically, is what you're looking at. It's all about quality. Yep. I mean, that's what investors are looking for. That's what we've. We've come to be known at Guildhall is representing quality, whether it's quality in terms of how you store your precious metal and the service associated with that, 
quality in terms of a quality asset like pre- like precious metals, whether it's gold or silver, and quality in terms of natural fancy colored diamonds, because at the end of the day, not all colored diamonds are created equal. Uh, just like all white diamonds aren't created equal, people are always searching for the best that they can get with their money. You know, someone will come in to us and say, you know, I'm getting engaged. I'm looking to buy a white diamond, and we can help clients uh, get uh, source yep. source white diamonds at, at great prices. And they'll say, you know, look, here's my budget, and I want to get the best I can get with the money that I have. Now, in white diamonds, there might be some trade offs. They might say, I want to get I want to get the biggest diamond I can get for my money, or they might say, I want the the best quality, which means it could be much smaller. Um, but there, you know, in that sense, there's some trade-offs. In color diamonds for Guildhall, we do match the quality with the budget. So, for example, if someone came in and said, "Look, I only have fifteen thousand that I'm looking to invest," well, we have the one carat, fancy yellow, internally flawless. We don't say, "Well, let's do a half carat intense." And uh, then we can fit fit it into your budget. And if we go SI, we can do it for four thousand dollars. That <laughs> right. that's not what's going to help the client create quality in their portfolio. That's going to create the gains down the road. Now, the only complication in that is we might be able to find a fancy deep orangey pink that's a quarter carat that is of the same value, and ultimately. Value is what we're looking for because the the more rare the diamond, the greater the value, the more gain you're going to see down the road. So it's not necessarily do I buy a pink, do I buy a yellow. It's about the value and it's about what you can invest in order to get the return. Well, the funny thing is I had a call on uh, Monday. Uh, somebody called me. They had a uh, 1.25 light brown SI1 Ouch. diamond. Ouch. And, you know, light brown means... In, in the color context, it could be called chocolate, it could be called cognac, it could be called champagne. But a light would be like a light watercolor. A light watercolor. And I said, how much did you pay for it? And he said, $8,000. And I went, ouch. Uh. You know, the stone's probably worth $1,500 at a wholesale level. Again, it's not something that we would even look at because A, we wouldn't be carrying light brown because the, the lowest, not the lowest, the grade we start off is a fancy yellow, intense yellow, vivid yellow. We normally carry, carry over a carrot internally flawless. Well, look, we've and those had... are the rarest of the rarest stones, and they only appreciate in value. The worst you're going to get on a fancy yellow on an internally flawless is maybe 6% return a year. On an intense, you may get 12 to 14% return a year. And a vivid, you could, according to the size, you could get 30 to 35% return a year if you buy the right color, yeah. internally flawless, and again, a sizable stone, two carat, three carat in an IF. Now, when, when we're saying return, what we're saying is every year, our cost to acquire a diamond is going up because there's so few of them around. Like you take a one carat vivid, uh, Vivid yellow, you know, there's 15 that come out every year between one and three carats. So there's not a lot out there. And the ones that the dealers and our partners and cutters can acquire, the price is just always naturally a little higher. And that's what you deal with. And it's a lot like the art market. Yes, I might buy a painting for $5,000 this year, but the person who buys it next year might spend 6500 so on and so forth. Right. It's not a liquid market the way precious metals are, and that's okay. That really is okay. 
if you understand that you are in it for the long term, you understand the reasons you're putting this diamond away, because we want you to maximize the return on the investment. Five years, something, Paul, you've, you've often mentioned, because at five years on a vivid yellow, you'll see exactly what it's doing. You'll see it's gone from 35 to 45, whatever it is. You see the increases in, in prices. But you didn't hold on to something for five years just to make a return. You want to hold on to it for 15 or 20 so that you can say when you sell it, yeah, wow, I paid a pittance. Best example is looking at uh, Canadian real estate or Toronto real estate where you say, yeah, 10 years ago I paid 400000 and it's worth a million. Mm-hmm. You know, you look back and you say it's a pittance. Now, should have bought two. Right. Now, if I should have bought bigger. But, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, yeah. Paul and I were talking. The thing is, is if you sell, you've got it and you want to move up, you got to replace it. It's like, wow, the property values are up. 1. 4. But yeah. now you've got to come up with wow so that you can buy something that's wow, wow. Yeah. And uh, with colored diamonds, though, look, it's, it's like real estate. It's not a liquid market. If you are, um, you know, every so often we run into someone who, for whatever reason, really needs to sell the diamond and and that's unfortunate because you know they they don't they can't wait to get those real returns that are that are on their way now with that said unlike the white diamond market and i hope people are paying very close attention here unlike the white diamond market where if you had to sell you'll be lucky to get something for it we've never had any client lose on a colored diamond because even if you've held on held on to a diamond for several years and all of a sudden, bang, I need to sell it, most times you're getting at least what you paid, which which is not a bad thing. Yeah. That's, ama- that's what happens when you buy quality. And you can't even say that in the art market either because in the art market, it's, it's much more subjective. Things change. Flavors change, right? Styles change. And you, you say, yeah, but the, the artist that I'm trying to sell has moved on to so many different works and their new works are so much better. I don't want the 90s stuff, right? Um, it could be the same in the wine market. You know, tastes change, certain yeah. brands change. So with colored diamonds, it's all about quality, quality, quality. Now, I've talked enough. I want to talk about this new diamond we just got. Okay, the diamond that uh, we're, we're looking to introduce to you today is a 1.13 fancy, vivid, internally f- flawless pear shape. Now, in Asia, especially in Japan, they love the pear shape. They call them teardrops. Teardrops, right, yeah. And they go very, very quickly. This stone um, I picked up yesterday, it's absolutely stunning. The color is is incredible. Jeremy, you took a photo of it yesterday. How did it photograph? Oh, it came out great. It came out great. It's just great, bright color, strong color. Um, you know, showing it around the office, and we started to talk a little bit about color People often will say the word deep when they mean saturated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very saturated, but at the same time, very bright. Literally like yellow, uh, like lemon. That's yeah, it, that's right. the color. It had a great, great color. But again, there is no, it's it's internally flawless, no inclusions. Uh, the, the symmetry is great. The cut is extremely, it's very, very good. Um, I loved it as soon as I saw the diamond. We've, we've got it on... Um, it's round about thirty-one thousand two hundred U.S., which is about forty-two thousand dollars Canadian. 
Um, but this diamond would make an incredible ring, an incredible pendant, or just put it away, uh, put it in a safe deposit box. This is a type of stone that will just increase in value uh, on a rig. It's it's just that it's we don't see a lot of pairs, so it makes it one of these diamonds that becomes in demand. And uh, I feel very very strongly about it. There is no. Um, extra facets. The cut is just beautiful. It's perfect. It is going to make such a terrific investment. What if I bury that in, a, in wherever I choose to and 10 years from now? What am I looking at? Well, look, it, you know, just as Paul was talking, I, I decided to look up the diamond on the yeah. Fancy Color Research Foundation, and it came up as rare. Now, understand that Ahead of it are things like a superstone, like the Oppenheimer Blue, the right. Hope Diamond. Uh, One-of-a-kind diamonds are literally diamonds that are over a million dollars that you see in, in auctions going. And exceptionally rare and very rare are diamonds that are usually 100000 and $500,000 moving up. So, you know, a diamond like this is considered rare. Between five and nine diamonds a year, between one carat and three carat a year come to the market. Wow, that's it? That's it. Between one and three carats. So this is the entry level yeah. of the of this range and of we rarity. I'd be happy to show you this report too. And uh, it says out of all diamonds unearthed, you will only find one of eighty one thousand that will have similar characteristics as this diamond. So this is something that is again a rare diamond. Very few come to market every year, and when they do come out, people tend to grab them. Um, all of the yellow diamonds that we've had that have been pear cut have been snapped up pretty quick. And you know what? It really does work well in jewelry. I think pear cuts in jewelry are just gorgeous. Everyone always has the radiance and the cushions and the brilliant, but very few people have pear cuts. So it's something that, yeah, if you were to put away for 10 years, I think you're going to definitely be happy with the gains that you see. Diamond like this is probably comfortably moving up at least 18% a year. So in 10 years, you, you've more than doubled your money for sure. And wow, why would crazy. you sell it at that point? Yeah. Why wouldn't you hold on to it for 20? And the thing with with pear shape as well, if you put it into a piece of jewelry, a 1.13 looks like a one and a half carat stone because it tends to be spread because that's the way they are. But again, it's a stunning stone and would make a terrific gift and a terrific investment. one eight seven seven eight silver guildhalldiamondscom You want to check out the entire collection? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's another diamond we uh, we are looking at, which we've got a, a 0.31 fancy pink that we just got in, which I is also really nice. You can check that out on our Instagram. We posted it. And uh, we've got a 0.71 emerald purple pink coming to um, a Guildhall office near you, which is uh, a very impressive diamond and just starting to talk to our partners in New York mm -hmm. it's something that is become quite a find and everyone is ooing and eyeing at the fact that we have it and to be honest we're not that surprised because this is the type of quality we've been selling all along so clients have been able to have these diamonds for for you know many many years with Guildhall and we don't plan to stop we don't plan to turn to half carat yellows anytime soon. Um, we don't sell or light or light browns. We don't sell light browns, and Chocolate. you know we had Eden Rachmanoff on the show who wrote a book on colored diamonds, and in that book he said brown diamonds are not investment grade. In fact, yellow diamonds aren't investment grade unless you're buying 
super high quality yellow diamonds and then and then they become investment grade because right. there are a lot of yellow diamonds so it's all about quality there's well, any the takeaway from this from this segment is quality you have to go with quality in order to get a return i got an email this morning from a company actually out in los angeles that sent me a whole list of white diamonds 151 white diamonds to be exact ranging from a half a carat up to about two carat there was not one internally flawless stone the colors ranged from e f g h um, the best white cut diamond is a d quality so there is an abundance of white diamonds out there yeah they're good you know you get on a cruise ship and you get off a of nassau and you're under the duty free you know that's what they sell g h i SI1, SI2, you think you're getting a bargain. There's millions of these diamonds out there. You want to get something that's going to stand the test of time, an investment-grade diamond. We stand behind our product. As Jeremy said earlier, nobody's ever lost a penny buying a diamond with us. one eight seven seven eight silver is the number. GuildhallDiamonds.com. Lots more of The Real Money Show coming right up. Take a short break right here. Talk radio, AM 640. one eight seven seven eight silver online. GuildhallWealth.com. Reminder, if you're uh, purchasing precious metals for your first time through the East, Store, check it out on the top right corner. Get yourself a PayPal account, and if you're purchasing a gold maple with Guildhall, you will receive a silver maple from them. Jeremy, take us no home. Charge. Yeah, no charge. So, you know, today we said, look, here's here's what we're looking at in the, the metals market. We've seen a pullback this week after a good run-up since January. We've seen this all before. It's something that precious metal investors are very comfortable with. Keep keep an eye on the long term, on the fundamentals. This market is undervalued. Our assessment essentially is that the pullback in the market, one of the main, main reasons for this recent pullback is to get ahead of the Fed rate hike because when that happens, precious metals are going to take off. There's a lot out there where the, that are showing that the market is ready to pounce. If you don't know about it, get the Precious Metal Advisor to learn more about it. We talked about the a couple diamonds that we brought in to Guildhall. One in particular is a 1.13, fancy, vivid yellow, internally flawless, pear cut, gorgeous. This is going to make someone very happy, we hope, but it's not important that someone decides to put that into a ring because it really should be something that's shown off. Right. So now, clients can quickly... Hold physical precious metals in a registered account. Now, if that means that you have a Lira, a LIF, a RIF, an RSP, a TFSA, an RESP, you can hold physical precious metals in those accounts. So give us a call. We'll show you how to do it. You're going to get the serial numbers for your bars. You're going to even have access to go and personally hold it in your hand. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. And same thing goes, we're just launching financing in precious metals. This is as well with Questrade, in conjunction with Questrade, where you can finance um, with 40% down on silver, 30% down on gold, finance physical precious metals, again, allocated, segregated. You get the serial numbers. This is your product. You can go and visit it. And of course, the e-store. If you haven't invested in precious metals yet, go and get some gold and silver Put it in your hand. Start to understand what this market's all about. It's real money, and we uh, look forward to hearing from you soon. If I can figure out how to do it, 
Anybody can. <laughs> All right, we'll put it that way because I did it, so it's really simple. Uh, the number, once again, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. As Jeremy just mentioned, get on that e-store, get a PayPal account happening, and if you're purchasing one uh, gold maple from Guildhall, you'll receive a free silver maple courtesy of the guys. Go to Guildhall Diamonds to check out that collection and start investing today. It's been The Real Money Show. Right here, Talk Radio, AM 640.